Yeah. Let's commence a deep dive, by the way. Le inter uh, interesting guy, this Wilson. Very interesting. I uh, saw him on Twitter. I saw his tweets. Very deep. He doesn't mess around on Twitter. He doesn't use Twitter lightly. He's not a shit poster, as they say. As the young kids say these days. He's a very interesting dude. And then I discovered his passion for religion, spirituality, the deeper meaning of life. Beyond the surface. And I like that. It's like, bro, we need to talk. And then came the perfect time. Easter. The day that we could finally have a conversation about God. So let me call him up here. Because I think we just, we, we really need to talk, man. We really need to talk. God, man. Spirituality. All that good stuff. I think we got him. Got him on hey. the What's up, Wilson? How's it going? How you doing, man? I'm doing incredible. So glad to see you, man. I'm pretty good myself. I'm pretty good myself. Awesome. Where are you? Where are you calling us from all the way from from where you from? I'm well, I'm not from here. I'm mm. here, but I'm not from here. I'm um, originally from. Damn, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I'm originally born in Atlanta, Georgia, mm. but I lived in Grand Cayman for most of my life. So that's in the Caribbean. And then for a, a good chunk of it, I also lived in New York, but yeah. So you still have that island in you? You still have that lifestyle, oh, yeah. yeah? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Like I'm, I'm slow to get to certain places. Um, you know, I like to chill. <laughs> I like sunlight. Like my body needs sunlight. Like mm -hmm. after a while of like, cause I'm, I'm in Canada right now. So I'm in British Columbia mm -hmm. and um, after a while, it gets my skin starts to get dry. I start to like miss the have my sun withdrawals. So mm. yeah, I got so you. That the I, feel, me. I feel that. So <laughs> how did you end up in Canada of all places? When you feel like I need the sun and I need good weather, uh, you know you're used to having beautiful women and with the you know and the good food and and palm trees, and now you go to a place where. Well, the women might be okay, but there's none of that other stuff. <laughs> but, uh, so for me, I, I left Cayman, I think, a couple, like, years ago. I think it was 2014, and I came here for university. And, yeah, and I kind of just stuck around. I really love BC. Like, I, I'm a big fan of nature. Um, talking about, if you, if you want to talk about the majesty of God, like, seeing it in both like manifestations so you have like the island and it's flat it's not there's not a lot of I'm both my parents are Jamaican so mm. I grew up with a strong strong Jamaican background influence all of that and you have the mountains here and the ele elevation and snow so it's a, just a completely different thing and, and you'll find that in my process I like to stretch my mind from one end to the other you know, so that I can learn all of the things in between and see what's what things are transferable. Hmm. You know, what's funny. I've um, I've always been very curious about Jamaica because it's, it feels like a, a, a country that has been through a lot, suffered a lot. Right. They endured hell. 
and by any I don't know how but they still have that smile they still have that kindness they still have love and the way they're portrayed right I think also because of music and culture and Bob Marley and Snoop Dogg and it, it, it basically looks like there's a lot of weed smoke and there's a lot of daggering shaking ass and a lot of people getting kidnapped right that's basically the thing that we hear in Europe that's what we see on TV right it's a beautiful yeah. country just don't leave the resort and don't you know smoke weed it's fun and everybody's high and, but I don't feel I, I have an idea that Jamaica is really different it is it is quite different um I was I used to go there almost every year because like that's where my family is at that's where I have a pretty huge family and Jamaica is yes you should be warned well now it's better than it was when I was growing up like when I was growing up crime um I'd lost a lot of people family friends family friends just gun violence um people and just out of jealousy you know it wasn't even that they were doing anything it was innocent people sometimes and they'd get shot and you'd hear that someone is dead the next year and it was it was heartbreaking out there for a long time and but i will say that it's not every place in jamaica that's like that hmm. you know it's it's more hmm, what can i say it's more like there are areas in every country where you can be subject to crime, where you can be subject to violence and just that low, but it's Jamaica is their, their motto is like out of many one people. So I, I like to make the joke that, you know, everyone looks like a Jamaican. There's not like a racial profile. There's not like a, there's not a status profile. It's like, it's just an essence that you can get and you can know that somebody is Jamaican. I can look at somebody and they'll look like Chinese and I'll be like, no, nah, that's a Jamaican. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I feel that. I kind of have that with my country as well. I was born in Iran and I came to mm -hmm. Holland when I was two. Uh, you definitely see that. Even though we have like uh, Pakistani people, we have like Chinese people, we have uh, Iranian people, Turkish people, Indian people all over. The country but you can see that i wonder what that is right but that thing is that you recognize you see it from a distance even though yeah you don't look like it but you just know you just know it's it's something that you just know like i can usually tell like i'll look at somebody from across the room and i'll just be like and i like, look over to my girl and be like hey that that person that's that's a jamaican and i'll be right <laughs> <laughs> this is funny right so how did mm -hmm. how was how do Jamaicans experience God, religion? They they have Rastafari, right? Right, but it's that's that's a subsection and mm. quite like I think the whole daggering and the the weed smoking that is those are subcultures. So daggering is one culture, and uh, typically Rastafarians don't associate with dance like that level of dancehall mm. culture. That's dancehall culture and. Rastafarians associate with culture that is reggae, you know what I mean? And reggae and ska, those are those types of music that they associate themselves with. So the weed smoking, and it's not all Rastafarians that smoke weed, mm -hmm. you know, that's that's a misconception. Typically, it's just an understanding of herbs as a conduit, as medicine. So 
it could be smoked. Typically, it's drank as tea. Mm. And uh, THC has a myriad of... THC and CBD have a myriad of benefits. I mean, we could talk about that for days. But mm. on the other side, you have the dance hall world. And that, that it, it, that's a hodgepodge of different beliefs. There are some people that are Rastafarian and do dance hall. Some people that are not. God is typically experienced in the Caribbean as a whole through a Christian lens. Hmm. Interesting. I thought you guys yeah. had like Rastafari, Lassie I are the king, you know, King Solomon. It's there. It's there, but it's not the main religion. And, and Rastafarianism has a lot of ties to African spirituality. And so... Hmm learning about that learning about rastafarianism actually was a gate it kind of opened my eyes to a lot of the things that i understand now as at african spirituality as connection to the self the soil nature ground provisions that's 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 what it is i don't identify as rastafarian but i do respect deeply respect the religion or well, way of life interesting silverstorm how you doing man hello wilson hello chat welcome bro good to see you i'm talking to wilson on this beautiful easter day about god in all places not only here in the western world <laughs> but also on the islands in beautiful jamaica you grew up there so i can imagine you've seen a lot right it's a special place but it also has its dark places like you just said well, think... as I said, between yeah. Grand Cayman, Grand Cayman is, is an island that is actually owned by the British. Mm. And Jamaica is 45 minutes via plane to the west of it. And my parents are from there. So I go to Jamaica a lot growing up. Mm. Jamaica and Cayman are quite different in nature. So Cayman has a lot more Western influence. So they're, they, and it's a smaller place. So Cayman experiences it through a primarily i'd say protestant christian lens mm -hmm. and then jamaica jamaica experiences it through a number of, so you got seventh day adventists you have you know jehovah's witness all that kind of stuff out there in a lot because it, it's a lot bigger of a country 16 times bigger mm -hmm. but it's k-man's experience was calm it was it's small the community most people know each other i know most of my friends down there for five, 10, 15, 20, you know, years. And in, in Jamaica, you can see someone once and never see them again in certain communities. And it's, it's that kind of, it's still close knit. It's still connected, but it's connected differently. And I think that growing up, you kind of, I had the mix of the two where I got a lot of outside a lot of nature i got a lot of experience and i have a big family so and i'm kind of like when i was growing up i was kind of smack dab in the middle of the family hmm. so i was like the oldest kid at some points and then the youngest adult and hmm. it's just like the, it was a weird place to be because you're kind of like a director you kind of tell the other kids what to do, but then you can't tell the older people what to do, so you're getting directions still. Mm. 
Interesting. So what did mm -hmm. your parents gave you? What kind of God they, they taught you about? So my dad grew up Anglican, I, I believe, mm -hmm. and my mom grew up Baptist. So I grew up Baptist. Both my parents decided they, they, they joined a Baptist church in Cayman. And basically, most of my life, I was very, very deep in the Baptist church. I was, um, it was kind of Southern Baptist, actually, funnily enough. And you'll find that in the Caribbean, there's a number of ties to like the South and Florida, which mm. is something that people don't know about. <laughs> so a lot of singing, a lot of dancing, high energy. A lot of singing. Mm. Um, some of the churches that I went to had super high energy. Uh, the church that I grew up in was very introspective. It was very, they, they had, um, a minister, Pastor Randy, I think he still worked, he's still there. And it was more about like community. Mm. And it was more about the understanding of scripture. Mm. Mm -hmm. Oana, good evening. Good evening to you as well. How, I mean, I, I, it's funny because I grew up hating religion. My parents taught me to hate religion because in Iran, uh, there was a moment in, in the 70s, late 70s, that uh, Islamic revolution hit our country, which made our country completely uh, Muslim dictatorship, which was very, very bad for, you know, the mm -hmm. people involved, everybody involved was just not a, not a good way to run a government, in my opinion. Um, we left, my mother lost her job, my dad lost his job, we lost all our money, we had to flip the country. We came here and they taught me every religion is being abused by bad people. So you can't join any religion. Every religion, every people, you know, every people who, who, who want to spread their bad message, they'll use God because God is powerful. And right. it got instilled to me very early. So very early I was like, no, I don't want to have anything to do with this religion shit. Did you, did you always accept God in your life? Did you rebel? Oh, listen. Okay, so it was it's very interesting for me. So when I grew up, I was all about like God, 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 like straight. And then there was one moment in time where I think I had a, a lapse where kind of the illusion kind of collapsed for me. It was as I was getting older, I was about 17, mm -hmm. 17, 18. And I, 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 as a person, ask a lot of questions. So even since I was little, even while being in the church, I would ask questions. And it wasn't until later that I found that that was a good thing, but I'd ask too many questions. I'd look at scripture and I'd be like, why is this happening? You know, mm -hmm. why, why are people getting, why are people getting beheaded? Why are people getting raped? You know, what is this? Like, why does this make sense? You know? And when I hit about seven, 17 is where I started to make the switch. So I was like, no, these things don't make sense. You know, mm. I was like, I can't believe in this thing that is, has been used as like a whip, you know, like to keep people in line. I can't, I can't believe in this. And I can't, I can't think of it the same way 
because it's I I kind of saw it as like we're just blindly following this you know if I can't question this you know and then some of the ideas that were coming up in the setting were kind of for me I was like do you really believe this like and it's and it's more it's more about the people that I was around at the time but it's at the same it's at the same time you know show me who is a part of your religion and I'll show you like what you're preaching you know what I mean because we are clearly promoting this kind of it was sometimes it was racism sometimes it was cruelty sometimes and I was like why is this here you know this is this is a place where I'm supposed to be communing with God and so I was just like no this this can't work this I can't believe in this anymore and for a good period of time until like maybe I was like I think it was around 1920 that was when I kind of started making a shift and started finding things out on my own. But at that point, I was like, I don't want to be a religion. I want to have a relationship with God. I want to understand, but I don't want to be with a set of people that were supporting things that I didn't personally believe in. Hmm. And when you made that decision, how did your parents respond to that? How did the community respond to that? I so I set it up as kind of a trap with my parents. So it wasn't it wasn't that I I'd left completely. You know, I wasn't like I fuck this, I'm an atheist. I wasn't like that. I was like I was like prove to me that these things are what you say they are. Tell I'm going to give you really detailed questions about the things that you believe in and if you can answer them to me in a way that I will fully accept and integrate, then yes, I'll be a part of this. But until you can, I won't. And I think they they kind of understood that that was my journey. That was my path, you know? That was, I, 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 I'm set up to, because I think that if you believe in something spiritual, something that can sh shift your reality, change your world, it should be intelligent. Like, it should make sense, It you know? Real talk, definitely. Let me check in with the chat. Darian the Otter, great conversation here about Easter and God. Thank you so much, man. I'm happy you're here. We're talking about, um, well, the first moments in your life when you discovered God and also the moment when you rebelled against God, right? Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. what brought you back? Because I've talked to many people about God and rediscovering religion or Christianity or whatever religion, and they always said it was some kind of, awakening some kind of deep trauma or moment that they needed him the most and he came he showed up he delivered was that the same for you hmm. i don't know i don't know I, I can't say that it was so for me when i when i kind of shifted away from christianity as it was i was kind of always looking always looking for for something always you know i always had respect but i would i i now i was okay with you know questioning out loud the scripture i'd be like what was that story about where god and the devil had a collab on job's life you know like what was that story yeah they just together like you know i was like this this don't make sense and i was like okay so 
you're telling me a couple years after God created the earth that he decided, nah, I'm going to flood this one. You know, mm-hmm. like these are, these are the questions that I was asking. I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe I'm taking it too serious. Maybe I'm taking it too literal. So I'm like, what could this mean? And still it didn't, it didn't click for me. But when it did click for me, when I did find that, like, you work among God is when I started thinking about the idea of the Holy Spirit. So that is the working component of God within human beings. And I was like, huh, this feels like it makes sense. I haven't put it all together yet. And I had a number of experiences with like my friends who are Muslim Mm. and one of them told me something he's like we are urged to question Allah in our religion like and I was like that sounds good like that doesn't sound bad because Mm -hmm. if it can be questioned it can be refuted you know so it means that we have a say there's no like crushing And so I added that to my kind of spiritual toolbox, Mm. you know, and then it kind of got to me where it's like, what if we don't understand this thing that we call God properly? Mm. That was the question I asked. And once, once I asked that question, it opened up that rabbit hole for me when I, so I can say that I do believe in God. I'm as Faith-wise, I'm an omnist, so I believe that every religion is a manifestation of a truth. And in my case, I believe that every religion is a manifestation of a cultural truth. Mm. I think so, definitely. I think the culture is a big part of it, really Mm -hmm. big part of it. Darian the Otter says, so let me get this straight. Wilson used to be an atheist, which means from Greek, without taste, God but went back to Christianity. I don't, I don't think you were ever an atheist, right? No, no, never, never an atheist, uh, theistic agnostic. If you want to get into the, uh, typical, the, Mm. the, uh, the specifics, theistic agnostic for sure. Mm. And now, now omnism. Mm. And you got another comment since if so, I can relate to Wilson as I used to be an atheist, but I found God back since the pain of my sin was hurting me so much. Yeah. Yeah, no, the sin sin is an it's a very interesting concept cuz sin actually means to miss your mark. Like it's in archery, sin means to miss your mark. So it means that you're not doing what you want to do. Mm. And just the idea of that is kind of hell for me. <laughs> like not being able to do the things that you want to do. Like, yeah, that, that is hell. What is your, on which side are you on when it comes to sin? Do you believe we're all born with sin? Do you believe we should be punished for it? We should be forgiven for it? See, I think that, so that's, I later got into the idea of consciousness. Um, so it was kind of like, when give me one second i'm plugging in my mouse it just go ahead no problem let me read chat for a minute (laughs) and bama i presume is a theist i have no idea what that means bro i just i'm you believe in god 
Okay, that's it. So I just believe in yeah. God. Okay, uh, most definitely. Yeah, I am definitely um, most attracted to Christianity these late couple of months because I've spoke to a lot of Christian friends. But I don't really have like I'm. That's what I'm gonna like. That's my team. I'm rooting for. I'm gonna wear that shirt. And I'm not yet. Not yet. <laughs> so we'll see what that ends up. But I'm very happy that I started this journey because I was very angry, very angry at God and religion for a long time. Uh, but go ahead, continue where you were start. So, now where was was where where did we leave off? Um, he said uh, sin, and I said. Um, on which side oh, yeah. are you on with sin? Well, I, I believe that sin always comes from lack of consciousness. So it, it, it's just kind of a perpetuation of things that are unconscious kind of in the psyche, you know? So usually I find that sin is a repetition of something that happened to you. Because we're all children at one point. And realizing that we, some people still carry around the child self with them. Mm. allows you to be a lot more understanding in your day-to-day -day life, I find, especially. Um, because we perpetuate things that were done to us, and there is a completely logical reason for that. It's because we see the things that happen to us as power. And in a lot of ways, the Christian tradition interprets God as absolute power. Mm. You know, that's one manifestation of God in the universe, so when we see these things happen to us, say I was bullied, I see physical violence, I see verbal abuse, I see that those things are power because they have changed the way that I behave, caused me to do things that I didn't want to do, hmm. like be hurt. So I see these things as you, you see these things as power. And I think that that becomes your sin. You know, you find that a lot of people who are immoral sexually and not in the, the the biblical sense but more like taking advantage of people and mm. and hurting people with their sexual behavior those people were typically acted on in that way mm. and so you know that i think that sin just comes from that understanding the shadow aspect of power being used to cause harm mm. interesting very interesting that sin is repeated behavior. I never thought about it like that, but it is. You know, it's, it's and it's so, we'll get into the mental health part a little bit later, but it's so many, uh, it, it almost seems like the Bible and the Quran and the Torah and all these books are just simply modern psychology books just written 2,000 years ago because all these things that we're now proven by science, right? Praying is meditation. Uh, gratefulness right appreciating God creations being thankful all these things is it's just psychology it's all these things are scientifically proven to work for people who are mentally sick it's it's incredible mm -hmm. it's incredible how mm -hmm. uh, how this adds up uh, Darian says Christian atheism is a form of cultural Christianity and ethics system drawing its beliefs and practices from Jesus's life and teachings as recorded in the New Testament Gospels and other sources whilst rejecting supernatural claims of Christianity. Well, let me tell you about that. I think, I don't think like Jesus was a magician or anything. 
I think the things he did were way more bizarre than those little water in the wine tricks or like that the, the bread trick. I think that's just child's play compared to what he truly was capable of. Uh, I, what is your opinion on that? Do you believe he, he the, uh, the prophets were really putting on acts of wonder, magic? I think that people in the world, they need to latch on to something that I think to get people, you have to give them a, sh a show. Mm. You know, I think mm. these things in the Bible were a lot of, a lot of it was showmanship. A lot of it was flashy. Those are the things that kind of attracted people. And it was the ideas that Jesus was different than all types of human beings. But I instead, actually, Jesus, the first manifestation of a consciousness that knows that God is with them. That's what Emmanuel translates to, you know what I mean? Mm. So it's like knowing that God is with you changes your idea of how you go through the world, knowing that you are a part of God, knowing that you are God's children. Those are things that in the typical Christian sense actually change parts of your psychology, you know mm. what I mean? And knowing that you're God's children, like, what do you think you are when you grow up? You know, like, what happens when you grow up if you're a child of God? Mm. What do you become? You know, and it's it's these kind of things that I think just moving with those things, plus a combination of whatever Jesus was studying at the time, I think people kind of downplay the 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 background message that Jesus was actually putting in the work, mm. you know, like that he was traveling, like by the time he was 12, he was talking to Pharisees and things like that in the biblical sense. So I think people downplay those ideas that he was adept in prophecy. He was, he was, I think the thing is that people don't also realize that Jesus also was a rebel. Like he would go out and say, you know what? This is a stupid idea. I'm actually going to heal on Sunday. People need healing every day. You know, like, mm. that's why he was hated. That's why he ended up being crucified, because people, I think, didn't want his ideology to flourish. Mm. That's so interesting. That is so interesting. Darian Otto says, now, my one question I have always had for atheists, how can everything be created from nothing? But then if the universe created you, who created you know, the universe? What is your opinion on that? Do you feel like the Big Bang, that was just a chemical situation, things went off, popped off, and all the planets and stars were created over billions of years? Do you think just like God was whipping it up? I, for, for me personally, yeah. I don't see any like issue, no conflict. There's no conflict with believing in the Big Bang and evolution as well as God. Like, I think that both of those things come from the same source, you know? Like, I, I don't, we didn't have thousands, if not tens of thousands of words that we have now back then. And most of the religious texts were created in a completely different language with a completely different understanding of the world. Mm. So now that we do have the tools, we can't, like, 
if if a, if a divine being that does not speak English says let there be light, it might just sound like a big bang. You know what I mean? It doesn't. These these theories don't contradict. They're not. They don't have to. They don't have to be at odds. I think that when you're a strict creationist, then you have that. You have the opportunity to express bigoted thoughts. The opportunity to express you know, things that don't make as much sense. And I think once you are open-minded, you realize that it is all part of the same whole, you know? Yep. Same. Me too. I totally believe in, uh, I just believe in science. I think it's, it's the greatest invention that we as humans has created, you know, to make a, a to get all that curiosity we have inside us and put it towards a good and positive goal, right? Research for the better of us all, to understand, to create, to, to predict. I think it's it's an incredible, incredible tool we have. But I also believe that it has to have started somewhere, right? It couldn't have just started from these couple of molecules decided to gang up and just bang and that's it. You know, it, 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 this, this has to be intentional. I don't believe this. Yeah. And I don't believe I am, or else we would be the important, the most important living creature on this Milky Way, basically, in the universe from what we can tell until now. That's ridiculous, right? We're so foolish. We're so selfish. We're just a bunch of idiots on this planet destroying everything around us. We can't be the greatest thing that's living. It's impossible. But I think, I think people, I think a lot of the... So I, I'm, I'm kind of in this, the circle of like science, technology, research, you know, technology. And I think that denying the essence of spirituality and science takes us farther into chaos and farther away from order, I think. Because when we look at themes of divinity, we are often looking at harmony. We're often looking at things coming together for a greater good. We're not looking at things being in hell. We're not looking at bringing hell or just having power for the sake of power. We're looking for having directed power and moving forward. And so I think that you have these systems in religion. You, I'm, I'm talking even Hinduism. I'm talking even, you know what I mean? They have a sense of bringing yourself into alignment. You know, you have L-I-G-N in religion. It's about a, religion is off is about alignment with a set of beliefs, set of values, and if you bring the spirituality of that to the world of science, you can create concrete, well-established harm, harmonic structures mm. to the planet. You know. Yep. Yeah. Most definitely. Totally agree with you on that one. What? Well, it's funny, right? Because you grew up in a. And, and that's why I love religion so much, because you and me, we live in different parts of the world, right? And we have a different skin color, and we have a different experience in life, and we have a different upbringing, and we, you, you, you was brought up with religion, I was brought up with anti-religion, and in a way, <laughs> we can still end in the same place, loving God, loving His creation, mm -hmm. right? And for me, it's, religion for me is mostly humbleness, right? Because I have... When I got out of my 
you know, bad situation. My parents were very abusive and fighting and alcoholic and all that shit was going on in my house. And all my family members got killed in Iran because of the politics. And it was, you know, politically active and it's really messed up. And I got, you know, I was the only family member out of everyone who got out of there and got a job. And now I felt like God. It's like, fuck you guys. See me get this money and I got a girlfriend. You guys are all losers. All my family, man, like every single one of them is in rehab. My sister's crazy. My brother's insane. Everybody's lost their mind because of, you know, whatever happened. And I felt mm -hmm. like the baddest man on the planet. <laughs> Until two, like a year ago, I started to get these panic attacks out of nowhere. Anxiety the entire day. And something just was missing. And I don't know what it was. I had money, I had my wife, I had my cat, I had a house, I had a car, I had everything I ever wanted. But that one thing just missing. But it's also the same thing that I was afraid of, right? Mm -hmm. Thinking that there's something greater than me, bigger than me, who just basically gave me all these blessings. That maybe I didn't work for every single thing that I got. Maybe I got blessed a little bit here and there, right? And that's where I say, that's where I say, why can't it be both? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't believe that it's one or the other. It's either you or God. I think it's, I think you are working with God always. There's never a, a moment in time where you are working without God because in, in some sense, God is power. You know, you know, in some sense, God is love. And I think my view is that love is the ultimate technology shout out duncan trussell he talks about that mm. um and i think that love facilitates all of the the technology the technological development see like elon musk would be nothing without his mother providing for him and mm. giving him the books to read over time bill gates would be nothing without his parents who let him be on that the early versions of the computer early on so all of the technological development would be nothing without love, which is like a cybernetic connection. And that's God. That's God. You know what I mean? That is, it's a connection that you have that transcends even logic at some times, you know? Real talk. Yeah. I think it could. And so yeah, you have that. a great that. point, right? The both. I think both. Yeah. It has to be both, right? Because you do the work. I think it's, it's, you can prove that you do the work, but at the same time, you gotta, you gotta accept that it's not all you. I think it's not healthy to feel like that, right? It was all me. I did it all by my, I think that's not really healthy. It's good to, to surrender to something greater, right? To it's worship. True. Yeah. I think we are designed to worship as humans. It humbles us, right? Makes us kinder, more grateful. And I think we should worship everything too. Like, I don't, I think that like when we get stuck just worshiping what we know, you know, that's, and I think that's what happened is especially, I can't fully speak for your situation, but I, I know that especially when people are hate religion and, and are running from it, it's like they worship just the idea, these, these ideals and these rules and regulations, but it's worshiping it comes with being thankful, being grateful for yourself, even taking care of yourself, taking care of your surroundings. You know, sometimes an act of prayer is writing your thoughts out onto paper. You know, mm. sometimes an act of paper is 
an act of prayer is going for that run that you've missed out, you know, that an act of prayer is improving yourself so that you can provide more for other people who are essentially part of God himself or themselves, you know? That's beautiful, man. Let me check in with the chat for a minute. In a sense, worship what you have and be thankful for what you have. Darian, I like that, man. I can dig it. Definitely. So, mm -hmm. if you look at religion where you came from, do you think it's the, the spirituality and the, 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 the religion that lives in that part of the world is well represented? Do you think that the people who came out of there and represent spirituality, you know, let's say Bob Marley, did they do a good job representing the spirit of the country? Or do you think it was just a little bit too much weed, maybe? There's maybe a little bit too much popular culture going out instead of, you know, the traditions and the values? Well, I think, so, I'm black, and I'm in from Jamaica, and my people, the tribe that kind of ha I have roots in, they're called the Maroons. And so if you know anything about the Maroons, it's the reason why Jamaica is independent. They kind of fought for freedom. Mm. Um, they were the African slaves and the indigenous people of, of Jamaica. And they, they kind of got together and created communities in the mountains. Mm. And there's, there's a ton of stories with that. But I think that the one of the things that is kind of even holding the world back is this kind of cultural erasure of African and indigenous spirituality. It is, and, and also a repurposing of it by the Western world, you know, because it there are ancient traditions prior to even Christianity mm -hmm. that have these ideas in them, that have the idea of ultimate truth, who have the idea of you know, even the ideas of truth being subjective, even these philosophical ideas, they were explored in traditional or African religions or indigenous traditions and indigenous religions. And I think that because of that erasure, we're keeping huge sets of people back where we're not progressing in a way where we can see ourselves as people of color, of pe yeah. as, as powerful. Because what we see as an image of God doesn't look like us so it doesn't align and you know even in even in even in like self-improvement practices like vision boarding you want to see yourself in that vision board you want to see yourself and that's why representation matters and we're not represented in our our own spirituality so you have a bunch of black people sitting down worshiping a white god yep and so we don't we feel like we're the devil in some that even has darkness and all of these things that they've framed as negative as wrong and you know i i won't even, i won't touch the 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 weed thing because i i kind of just view marijuana as it's a plant you know what i mean so it's like i think people get crazy over the psychoactive um properties of a plant but what about you know coffee what about tea what about you know what there's a ton of other there's a ton of other plants that are being used sugar you know what i mean these are these are all psychoactive. They're psychoactive in a different way. So it's like use things where you need to use them. We, the, the plants are tools, you know? You know, if you need to, to use this, I've seen um, kids with cerebral palsy that have used um, THC oil and it has helped 
their symptoms. I've seen people with glaucoma and things use THC and it helped chronic pain. So it's like, I, I think that if we, if we kind of make this substance a taboo only because of its psychoactive properties, then we should make a whole lot of other things taboo. Definitely. You know what I mean? Definitely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm a big fan of weed. I just was addicted when I was younger. I used to smoke a lot. I lost my mm. mind, became paranoid and really was, was doing really bad. But that was not the weed because I quit the weed like that. It's easy, mm -hmm. cool turkey. But I still felt bad. So I noticed it was not the weed. It, it was just me. And now I, I've learned to deal with it. And I, uh, mm. yeah, I, 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 let's say like two or three times a year, four times a year when I, you know, when I'm in a good mood, I very, very you know, I very much... I'm an advocate for do it when you're in a good mood. Don't do it when you're like uh, upset at your ex. Yeah, no. Or like, <laughs> don't never, 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 no. never. That's that's like that is like an established ground rule. I tell I tell everyone this. Yeah. To get out of sadness, please stop doing it. Yeah. Like, no matter what it is, it won't work. It's just slippery slope. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. And I really had to learn that. So let's talk about that mental health part of it. Why do you yeah, think sure. that last, I don't know if you've seen the tweet a couple weeks ago, there was a tweet about a girl who said, if you're depressed, drink water, uh, exercise, sleep well. And then after she said like, pray, people were roasting her. Oh my God, <laughs> they were angry. like. I can't pray my depression away. Are you crazy? It's a chemical imbalance. God is not going to help me with that. Yeah. Like, well, relax, man. The girl just gave like five good pieces of advice. And one thing is just what she added because she felt like it might help some people. Right? Pray. Why not? But people were so angry. Why do you think people reject religion so bad? I mean, I think we've both experienced that that kind of that that hurt that comes from you know not feeling accepted not under having no understanding um in a lot of ways the movements of the past specifically i'd even say slavery i'd say even a lot of the nazis they weaponized christian ideologies so i think that we're looking at the ideologies and the things that happened as a whole and not divorcing the people who weaponized them you know what i mean like and i said religion as i say religion is a tool you know you can use a screwdriver to fix an orphanage or you can use a screwdriver to stab a baby you know mm -hmm. like it's a tool you know and it's how you use it it's not the tool that killed the baby it would be you and so I think that people kind of get tied up in these identity politics things and these getting really angry on Twitter because at the same time, there's something that calls to them. You know, you wouldn't let it bother. Mm -mm. Coach, you are blue. You dismiss the comment because it doesn't make sense to yep. you. It doesn't relate. But if you resonated with it, you'd be like, why are you calling me? You start getting angry. Mm. And so I think the the thing is is that people don't drink enough water. <laughs> that's that's what's happening. And people, people don't pray. People don't go outside. You know, these are the. So 
and they are depressed mm. and they don't want to make that effort. And I think that they're resisting it so much that it's probably what they need. Mm. <laughs> I think so. I think so. I totally agree with that, especially the the, the letting God in. I, I understand why you wouldn't want to do it. Right, because it's mm-hmm. a scary, scary place. If we look, yeah, I mean, if I, for example, when I, you know, hated religion, I found so many things in popular culture, in popular media, to reaffirm my beliefs. The the Pope is is a weirdo, right? We all know the Pope's <laughs> a weird guy. Now you have all this crazy pedophile things going on in these churches. You have the news blow that up completely, right? You yep. see um, a lot of uh, money all of a sudden can go to Paris to fix the Notre Dame and, and the billions and billions and billions and like everybody, uh, the forest fires in Australia were killing animals and people. You see so many things that reaffirm why religion is actually bad that I don't even mm-hmm. know what people would say this religious propaganda like there is more anti-religious propaganda than there is positive religious propaganda these days it seems like media is more pushing atheism more than hey you might want to try this religion churches are closing all over the country here as well right that's the thing that's that's interesting but i think it's this i think you know that's that magnetism thing right you go you push people to extremes you know no one no, people don't want to be in the middle, you know, like people don't want to be like a lot of times it feels weird to be where we are because new space and it's like, no, you're right. And you can be right, too. But mm. when you're at these extremes, you're like, no, fuck religion. This is terrible. I hate this. This is this is this is all garbage. It's always been garbage. And then you have these other people who are like, no, invite all religion, spirituality. You mm. should live by God's word. And it's like you. you when you end up kind of in the middle where you realize, no, I have control over life. I have, but I can be, I can work with that essence. I can work with the energy, the spirituality. I can work with that. People get weirded out because you're like, you're not disagreeing with this side and you're not agreeing, disagreeing with the other. And it's like, when you find like people push to extremes, you find the other extreme rise. So you look at like, even look at the, the the phenomenon of veganism, right? Mm. Remember, veganism's rise over the last couple of years has been immense, immense. And now look what's happening. There is a trend switch. So you have carnivores, keto, yeah. all of this kind of popping up. So it's like when you when you push the all of that that energy to the other side, people are like, no, I'm not. Right. You get the other side and then it just becomes this this pissing contest when in fact most of the way is in the center it's in kind of knowing what you need and knowing what the world needs and kind of moving with both hmm. that's really interesting man i like that i think it's it, it's hard though it's hard to stay in the middle sometimes i feel you especially on twitter i know that twitter doesn't really <laughs> it doesn't really it doesn't really reward you for staying in the middle, right? It really rewards you when you no. go left or go right. And as hard as you can, right? Just head on with these crazy folk. And that really, mm-hmm. that is the most rewarding, right? If you go in a conversation somewhere in an argument and you react like, hey, you're right, but you're right as well. Everybody's like, okay, whatever. 
I don't really, I don't care about this. Like, <laughs> well, this, this guy's a psychopath. <laughs> it's weird, right? You find that it it is super weird, and it's and it's it's weird because like a lot of the times the the most authentic you can be is kind of in the the middle because you can't you can't know everything. People who are super polarized to one side of the discussion very 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 like polarized you know they they think that they know everything they have these huge inflated egos mm. and and usually it only takes one thing to break that down yep. usually it takes finding a small flaw in their logic maybe with the disagreeing point and then you have an identity crisis because you build yourself up with all of these ideas and you we i found that with when i saw like the problems in religion growing up, I had a huge identity. I depersonalized. So I didn't even I didn't even know who I was anymore. Mm. You know, I, I I had to like, do I like how this food tastes? Mm. Do I how do I feel right now? What can I describe this as? You know, and that that was that was probably the most important experience in my life to depersonalize and kind of recreate myself. But I feel like a lot of people don't want to exist in the middle because it's vulnerable to be in the middle. It's, you know, you're showing that, hey, I don't have it all together. I know these things and I know these things and I found that these things are the truth. But I cannot say that this side is right or this side is right. And I think politics would benefit from a little bit more of being in the middle most definitely. myself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. I think it's so, it's so interesting that you said depersonalization that, that phase, how important that is, because when I discovered God in my life, when I accepted him after my fiance just kept nagging me, pushing me and said, you would love it. Just try, just give it a chance. I'm like, no, I don't, I'm an atheist. I hate all that shit. And eventually <laughs> I gave, you know, I gave it a chance and I discovered, wow, there is something there. But at the same time, I lost a lot of myself because I thought I was completely in charge of everything in my life i was a ruler of my kingdom and everything that i was doing was completely on me my credit and i was sometimes just lose my mind sometimes my friends would say you sound like kanye west you love you what the hell's your problem man you relax okay i'm like no bro we're fucking incredible man we're fucking we beat the statistic like all my friends came from like very bad very bad i'm bringing criminal violence drugs a lot of my friends died, unfortunately. So we all like, yeah, man, we came from the gutter, man. We're <laughs> and every day, every day, I remind them, bro, we came, you gotta represent, man. We came from the gutter. And it's, you can have that, though. Eventually, I realized you can have that. You can, you know, you can love yourself and where you came mm -hmm. from. But you can also, you know, be humble, right? Accept yeah. that you're not the only one driving this car right here. Not the only one here. This, this other forces at play as well, which even makes yeah. it more beautiful. It doesn't even diminish anything. It just makes it more beautiful. And you can also like have confidence in your ability to communicate with those and your ability to move with those other. It's like it's like you have an invisible team with you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you shout out to your team. You know what I mean? Like you have because the thing is like confidence it helps you kind of know where you want to go. It helps you. It's an alignment mechanism. Uh -huh. So when you're confident in, in something, you know that you did it well that time. And so you, 
you reinforce that thing that is like, okay, I did that and I, I got there, you know? Like, I, I bet you're unbeatable. Like, at like all now you're like, you have that in your, that in your mm-hmm. tank, in your back. And you're like, you know what? I beat this. I beat alcoholism. I beat, you know, that kind of, that mental lapse. I beat these things, you know, I beat any addiction, you know, like who can, who can stop me? You know what I mean? And you should have that because if you don't have that, where are you going to go? You know, like mm-hmm. what you're only going to kind of be in this, this state of doubt and cynicism and not able to kind of move yourself yep. through these yep. things. Definitely, man. Definitely. I like that. I like the way you're thinking, man. Tell me a little bit about your music. Because I just had an intro. I used to rap. I used to perform here and there. Just part of the culture where I grew up. Hip-hop. And we used to Hold make on. music a lot. Hold on. Your, your volume just went out. Let me... Uh, oh, no problem. This is always a weird thing to happen. No problem, man. Okay, we're back in. All right, cool. So I used to rap, me and my friends used to rap, used to run around and make hip-hop music and smoke weed and have fun. And I was mm-hmm. a little bit more serious and a couple of my other friends were like, eh. So we kind of, I found someone who was as serious as me and I grew up in. And the thing is that I always wanted to make that crazy-ass music that you're making, but I never had the confidence for it. Because I felt like people mm-hmm. look at me crazy, people call me gay, people call me stupid, people call me loony. Like, what is this idiot music you make you're not fucking Kanye West make some good hip-hop hard <laughs> shit man you from the streets make some hard shit bro I'm like I never ever had the confidence to make what you you know what you made in one of your songs I just put it up is where did you get that confidence to even go that route musically um growing up I was kind of a part of some musical circles I started off all of this art stuff because you know i do illustration as well like mm. and my dad my dad he's a contractor and so i worked with him growing up my mom's a science teacher so these kind of worlds were like i looked at it as creative material just open creative material and i started off as a poet so mm. i just wanted to write poetry and then i just stopped no lyrical music no nothing and then i became and i produced mm. so I started making beats. I started using piano. I, I played saxophone. I'm like grade four or five saxophone. And so like I played sax, I, you know, I can, I can, I can mess around on a piano, mess around with some drums. I can play. So I would just like, I want to make, I didn't even want to make hip hop at the beginning. I was like, I want to make whatever Flying Lotus makes, you know, I want to make yeah. <laughs> huge inspo. Um, I want to make, you know, drum and bass at one point i want to make chip tunes at one point so i just kind of got around all of this and these kind of taught me melody it kind of taught me those ideas and then Mm. i think it was an ex of mine she was like yeah you should have some kind of um vocals on it whether you're putting vocals on it or someone else's and then i was like i i'm gonna do it and I always kind of sang in the background or like freestyle. I would, I'd freestyle a lot at ciphers and stuff. Like my friends obviously running around, you know, I was in like a little rap group for a minute and I was like, okay, let me do it. Let me, let me actually put um, lyrics to these beats that I've been hoarding for a long time. You know, I kind of did it for fun. This dude, my, my friend Edgy, he was the first person to be like, you know, that thing that you're doing, you can actually do it. Mm. And I was like, can I? 
can I? And it's just like being around so many dope artists for me, it's, it's something that I think is underrated, especially because it's like, it's like no one is gonna judge you for what comes, they're judging you from the, for the, what you say you do, you know what I mean? Like it's less about like, oh, this kind of music makes you crazy or this kind of music makes you, no, I wanna talk about these things in my music. And, I, and for a long time it, it, and it's still, to this day, it's still like a little bit tough to kind of bring on some of these concepts because I'm like, it's gonna flop, you know? It's like, people don't wanna hear some of the stuff that I have to say now. You know, like the last uh, full length project I put out, it was it was about like it was called Nightmare and it was about being misaligned in my life and having these bad dreams over and over and over again. And then the cover, it had a pentagram on it. And I knew I knew from the jump, I knew from the jump that people are going to be like, you're on some devil shit. Like, mm. you're on some, like, what the what the hell is this? Like, I, I knew that there were always going to be people that don't listen to it because of that. And it's like, no, I'm still you don't know the meaning of these symbols. You're just afraid of them. And if you are afraid of something that you don't know, then you're being used. That's what I think. Like if you yeah. are afraid of, you can you can be cautious, but if you are fueled by fear, then you don't know what's going on. And, and fear of the unknown is a real thing. Definitely. But Definitely. I'm intentional with everything I put out and how I, what I want to say and so it's it's like for me it's it's mostly about like the future and it's mostly about empowering people but it's also allowing people to understand situations that i've been through and situations that i see happening at some point in time so mm. i like it man it sounds really cool so really interesting thank you yeah beautiful so let's do a couple of quick fun questions we got all the deep shit out the way so let's uh, yeah. let's get it. Let's get in a couple of and, and if you guys in the chat have some questions for Wilson, please let me know. If I give Bring you a million dollars right now, what would you buy? Hmm. First thing. Million. Mm. Million dollars. Uh okay. So I would have. I would increase the studio space and sound isolation in my current living space. Number one. Okay. Um, it's currently like the coronavirus, so I'd probably pay some people to, to do some, some, some more of the work. I've been getting into like physical mediums right now. So I'm like making like designs of like technology. So I get some people to work for me. Awesome. That would be, that would be, that would be pretty much it. That would be it. Okay. Like, and then everything else I'd save. Mm. If you can pick a country to grow old in and die one country you could never leave again what would it be hmm um so it's it's a toss-up between vancouver i'll be moving to hopefully if everything kind of pans out, and jamaica hmm. you know i love jamaica that's a, it's a beautiful place whenever you are ready to visit bring your fiance <laughs> Well, well name, name a city where i won't be kidnapped and it's beautiful and we can smoke some weed and meditate and have fun most places in Jamaica, Jamaica has real big change in the most in recent years, and mm. they've done redone roads. You know, there's still wickedness, but you're just gonna you want to stay away from country, especially places that you don't know. Okay. But so like if you're if you're with someone, you should be okay. 
but you still want to go to the countryside. It's beautiful. The food is great. Like, mm. And if there's one place you would send somebody to have a great idea of Jamaica, one place, one spot, what would it be? I would tell them to go out to Kingston, maybe St. Andrew. Those two places are nice. Montego Bay is, is more of a touristy area, and it's it's good to have that tourist experience, but... Kingston is the town, like, you know, the, the capital, and you get to, to see everything out there. Mm. That's amazing, man. I can't wait to visit. Like, I've, I've, wow, I've had so, you know, I've, I've, I've been obsessed with Jamaica ever since the weed-smoking Bob Marley guy threw a meme from back in the day. He's just, I was like, wow, this guy's smoking weed, singing about Bob Marley. And I loved mm -hmm. Bob Marley back in the day, and, you know, I was just, my hero and then I guess the guy just sold, sold me that story of Jamaica I'm like wow I really need to visit oh well it's there it's there and like it's there'll be good weed out there for sure I, I bet I bet <laughs> I bet but is it legal though decriminalized now I think okay so you will find places that you're able to get weed out there and it's it's not gonna it's not gonna put you in jail i i'm hoping for full legality throughout the caribbean because it grows there and not only that is that if you're growing both the male and female plant you have hemp and there's a ton of industrial benefits to hemp there's a ton of yeah. dietary benefits like yeah i mean this is just part of the it's just part of the land what can you do you you like forbid using that it's weird yeah yeah it's it like it's it's, a, I've, it's it if if our future if our descendants come back and look at this point in time or like a little bit before and look at how crazy people are going yeah. over just the usage of a plant like they're gonna be like what was happening it's weird what? yeah it's so weird because i mean i understand certain plants but these things get cooked up, mixed up, filtered, recook, put in some additives, and then you know, dried up, and then it's a drug. I mean, that's not that's not what you know. That's not what you're supposed to do with things. I think the process makes it illegal. But if you can literally take a plant, take it off the plant, light it up, and have this incredible experience, how can you how can you forbid people from doing that? That's just mind-blowing to me that really yeah it doesn't make sense to me at all not at all all right i got one question super super important question the deep dive question that everybody has answered up until now there's this situation okay, okay? there's a situation you got an open field everything is sand it's all sand and on one side we have a thousand chimpanzees they're just chilling relaxing having a good time and on the other side is you as the general. And you're about to fight the war to save mankind. You can pan pick the same amount of chimpanzees. That's a thousand human beings. You can decide every single one of them, but they're butt ass naked. No clothes, no weapons, no nothing. With your strategy and with the people you're gonna pick, do you think you have a shot at killing thousand chimpanzees yeah oh really yeah okay yeah. tell it tell me about it how are you gonna do it first of all we're gonna get like you know our marine guys you know 
people who are good at hand-to-hand contact combat. You got okay. your your David Goggins, okay. your your Jocko. Okay. You're gonna get those guys. They're training. They're training at like at least they have a hundred person platoons. You know, like hundred, maybe hundred and fifty. Yeah, so you, you got. Yeah, so you they they're training everybody. You know, how long how long do I have to get ready? Well, how long? It doesn't matter. How long you need? All right. Cool. We're getting trained. Everybody is gonna be buff. You know, get um. And all there is is sand. Sand. No weapons, just sand. No weapons, just sand. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Like, get some MMA fighters and, like, just the strategy, you know, because it's about, like, transferring the strength. You know, we're going to learn from the the god. We're going to learn from Jocko. We're going to learn from the MMA fighters. Mm. Get Everybody's getting ripped in that period of time. And yeah, I feel like we'd have a good chance. Chimpanzees are wild and they'll do some crazy shit. They will, they will. I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> they will. The crater is really strong. They're really strong. Yeah. yeah, they got teeth, nasty teeth and claws. Nasty. Yeah, but I feel like if we can if we can do that, like, and then maybe have like a small section of just like some, like people who know chimpanzees hmm. and just... Who will be able to like either calm them down or or like change like play around with their mess with their psyche? That's smart, like chimpanzee trainers, like chimpanzee whisperers. Wow, that's smart. I haven't even thought about that. So let them teach the people who are instructing us, Mm. and then I feel like I feel like we'll have a fighting chance. I think if you if you can really if you can talk to a shimp if you know how to communicate with him, <laughs> that is a big that's a big weapon, that's a really big yeah. weapon. Wow, I think you have a shot there. Yeah, I think so too, man. Wow, <laughs> awesome, man. Well, thank you so much, Wilson. Anything you want to leave us with before you get up out of here? Um, I think pay attention to at virtual spiritual on um, Instagram and Twitter. All Those right. are gonna be. A platform that I'm gonna launch some cool content on. I'm gonna be awesome. launching some some gear, some tech, some some new ideas that have to do with like making your life with technology better because mm. you essentially are technology, but also like everything you interact with counts as some form of technology. Mm. Um, gonna be making new music soon. Not not yet, but it's gonna. The project is called In the Garden Gardening, and it's about gardening as uh, as an allegory for self-development. I got you. Okay. Awesome, man. Um, You're working on and, that right uh, now? Yeah, that's that's what I'm currently working on. And um, v- with Virtual Spiritual, I got some, some cool stuff coming out, Some a course coming out called Digital Zen. Hmm. So it'll be about, like, you know, making sure your digital life is less dramatic and there's a lot less, and it's it'll be free, so... That's there you beautiful, go. man. That's beautiful. I can't wait. We should definitely uh, do another one when you got that music out or you got your course out, man. We should definitely. Yeah, for sure. For chat, sure. Man. I really yeah, like for this, sure, man. man. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you so much. Of course, man. Thank you. All right, man. It's been a long time coming. Definitely, but we did it. <laughs> Thank yeah, you, bro. Man. Stay safe, all right? Peace, Peace man. Out. Peace you too. out.